You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where we talk about the Indiana Pacers five days a week. Happy April, everybody. April Fool's Day. Tried to think of a good joke for the show, but I could not do it. As always, I'm one of the hosts of the show, Tony East with the West Indianapolis Community News and doing stuff over at 8 points, 9 seconds. So today is supposed to be the weekly show. I'm aware Adam and I could not get schedules to line up today. Super busy weekend for me and super busy week for me. We're going to try to get it together for Tuesday. If not, it might be later in the week. We apologize for that. Uh, at least today, though, it's easy for me to come up with stuff to talk about because Pacers played twice this week and played tonight. So tons, tons, tons to cover. Um... And it's all depressing, <laughs> which makes today's show sad. But we're going to open. I guess I'll just go chronologically. I guess it's easy. We'll open with Boston from last Friday. Uh, tough loss in Boston. Then we'll open with or open. <laughs> wow, I'm all over the place. Follow that up with uh, Orlando. Another tough one. I would have liked to see them win. And then we'll talk Detroit. That's their next two games. So I'll do it alone today because it's a more booked show. But I'll try to have a guest. I have a million Pistons people to throw on. Um for Wednesday's game as they push for a playoff spot. So it should be a packed show full of basketball. For those of you who like basketball, less about uh, hypotheticals, less about uh, stuff going on, and more about just basketball. So let's start with the Celtics. Um, the most important game, because that's who they're going to play in the playoffs almost certainly. I hope you guys enjoyed the show with John Corrales. I said Kolaris incorrectly when I did my intro last week. Uh, fun stuff. This Celtics team is about to be the Pacers zoned in on... on um, zoned in on them as they might play eight more times in in this month of april so i i'm gonna do a takeaway before we start so first of all the celtics won 114 112 uh that means they officially clinched the tiebreaker with the pacers technically the pacers can still even up the season series but if the teams end up tied then the celtics will have won the tiebreaker so uh because of this game so the celtics officially on the tiebreaker over the pacers which stinks but the Pacers still control their own destiny for the four seed because uh, if they win out, they will have beaten Boston, and that will mean they finish with a better record. So, silver lining, but tough game to lose. Tough to lose that tiebreaker, especially in a heartbreaking game. So, I guess we'll start in the fourth quarter. Um, Pacers were scrapping like hell. There were a ton of loose balls that they won all the 50-50 plays for. Thad had one where he dove on the floor, and they finished now alley-oop that tied the game, and then Kyrie got a layup, and they tied it up again, and then uh, they came down and ran a pick-and-roll with Thad, and it was kind of like an awkward exchange, but then the ball got to Thad under the basket, wide-open layup, and he missed, um, and then the game got tied up by Kyrie, or no, then the, then the Celtics the lead through, through Kyrie, then the Pacers tied it up, and then... Kyrie hit the dagger at the end. I, I probably just got all those events wrong. Anyway, in the last two minutes, Thad missed a wide-open layup, and Kyrie hit two layups, and there were other points scored. Um, but the Pacers went for the lead at 112-112, and all they, they got a Darren Collison, Miles Turner pick and pop, and Darren Collison took a pull-up jumper and missed. It was ridiculous that Bogey didn't touch the ball in that possession to me. He had had a great game scoring. Um, I think he deserved a chance at it, but he didn't get it, and there were no points scored. That's that. I, there's nothing else to say. It's over. Uh, we can complain about it because I think it should have been Boyan shot. It wasn't. It is what it is. Then on defense, 
The Celtics get it to Kyrie. They start off with a Kyrie Horford pick and pop. Miles Turner thinks that Kyrie picks up his dribble um, because he kind of hesitates before pushing the ball forward. So he leaves Kyrie to go over to Horford. That was a mistake. Great handles by Kyrie to fool him to the credit of the Celtics. Thad Young in a moment of panic with the defensive coverage already blown. Stunts at Kyrie but doesn't stop the ball. Um, and then he go, flies back to Tatum in the corner. Kyrie now has beaten three defenders because the pick got him past Darren Collison and has an open layup. Puts it in 0.5 seconds to go. Game over. Celtics win. So a lot of tough to see at the end. I mean, the Pacers did well to set themselves up with a chance to have the lead with like 10 seconds to go. They didn't do it. Then they blew the defensive coverage. That's your whole game. So it sucks to see a loss, especially one that loses you the tiebreaker. But it was encouraging uh, to see, to me, a team that you're going to play so much. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. I hope that wasn't super loud. Um, it was encouraging to me to see them battle with a team that sh- that shows me that they can at least be in the games in the playoffs. I don't know. You know, they lost, and Kyrie obviously is going to be the best clutch player on either team by a mile. But, you know, if they can be in the games, like, that gives you a chance to win. That's enough in a playoff series to me um, to make something happen, even though they did lose ultimately. Um but they had a lot of good to take away. Like, no one could really contain Bojan at all. Uh, he had 27 points on only 13 shots. Got to the line well. Hit his threes. He was really good. Thad did a great job on D. Uh, had 18 points. Miles Turner did a good job. Rebound. Which, Horford, for all that I love Al Horford for, he is not a good rebounder. Miles, if he's aggr- aggressive on the glass, can actually be a better rebounder than Al Horford. Uh, he had 11 in this game, and he's been on this tear recently where he's actually been aggressively rebounding. I think he has three straight double-doubles. That might be incorrect. Um, so he was good. Collison was okay. Um, he, he did his normal seven-assist low turnovers thing. They got enough from the bench. They they were basically even, a little less than even uh, most of the way. TJ Leaf was actually their best bench player with 12 points on 5 of 7 shooting. So really the guys that, that, that were not up to it, Wes Matthews, four points on, on five shots. He was a plus nine. His defense was solid. Uh, and Reek was not very good either. Everybody else did what they were supposed to or better. They actually had a pretty good performance. You know, they had a good third quarter. They had a good fourth. Celtics just won it at the end. So I think guys played well enough. Like Tatum struggled from the – Tatum shot 50%. Kyrie shot 50%. Horford shot one makeover 50%. Like they did okay enough um, offense and defense, but not good enough. I think they were a hair – I think their defense obviously giving up 114 um, was their problem. <laughs> they needed to be better on the end of the floor if they wanted to win. They couldn't do it. So they'll have to figure out a way to, to stop guys a little bit better because I don't think anything the Celtics did was like so schematically impressive. Um, and and at the near the end of the game, you know, Pacers had the lead and Marcus Smart hit a ridiculous, ridiculous off the dribble three. He literally threw it up, not at the basket, and it went in. Um, you know, if that doesn't go in, we might be talking about a different tune, but like, a lot of guys on the Celtics had good shooting nights, and that's not a coincidence. They they do a good job of setting up shots for everybody because they have so many guys who can break down the D off the dribble, set up in isolation for their teammates. Pacers have to really scramble to stop everybody. It's hard. Uh, credit to the Celtics for being able to do that. Um, so the defense, the defense, the defense is going to have to be better if they can win a series or win games on the road in a series because the offense was fine. One twelve is pretty good for this team. I feel like a lot of guys had at least a pretty good offensive game, uh, but the defense struggled. It can be better. I know it can. I've seen it be better from this team. So uh, we'll have to see what happens going forward. But I think a lot of positives can be taken away from a loss, which sucks. They just did not have a great um, closing moments of the game. So 
We'll have to see what happens going forward. They play again the end of this week. Should be awesome. Um, but that's all. Let's move on to Orlando, which I think was a worse performance, especially defensively. So take a quick break, then we can talk Orlando Magic. Don't forget to check out the podcast on Himalaya instead of your normal podcasting app. You should at least give it a try. Himalaya is awesome. It's more catered to you and less just about being a hub for podcasts. So check it out. It's called Himalaya. So I didn't realize the Magic were really good. <laughs> that might be like an awkward lead because the Pacers should have won. Okay, they definitely should have won. They're better than the Magic, even without Vic. Um, but the Magic have won 18 of 26. That's like 56 win pace. And that's since they last played the Pacers, ironically. So right after Vic's injury. They've been killing it, killing it, killing it. Um, I still think the Pacers should have won. I still think they're better. It's just the Magic are like... Like, it's not a bad loss, especially on a back-to-back. I think it's fine. Um, but I was unhappy with the fourth quarter, especially... Uh, the defense really fell apart, giving up 31, which they actually gave up more in two different quarters, but the game was slower in the fourth quarter, so it felt a lot worse. Aaron Gordon had his way with Thad, which was so rare to see Thad actually not have a great defensive game. He was actually okay on offense, it's just his defense was worse than normal. Evan, or not Evan Fournier, excuse me, Terrence Ross once again, uh, chucking the threes, breaking down the D in the fourth quarter, plus 21. Terrence Ross is the Pacers killer, makes no sense. Michael Carter-Williams had a good fourth quarter. Of all the people, Michael Carter-Williams. Like, are you kidding me? Um, and the Magic just did just enough. You know, they got timely good shooting, and uh, that that's all you need to win. They got to the line, or they made their, their free throws pretty well. They just chucked a ton of threes, even though they don't, they've shot pretty well on them, 40%. Um, the, the Pacers' D was just not, just not crisp enough against a good team like Orlando. Um, and Aaron Gordon hit four of six threes, which is, like, not sustainable, but... Uh, you can't count them out. That Magic actually played a pretty solid game all around. You know, Vooch sh- showed off Turner's flaws as like a one-on-one post defender. It's not that he's a bad post defender. It's like when someone is physically backing him down, sometimes he can struggle. Uh, Vooch is also an incredible player. He was an all-star this year. But uh, he, he did some expose of Turner. Although, Turner did snag 12 rebounds to Vooch's too. So maybe this is a new thing. Maybe Miles Turner has turned some rebounding corner. I know we've seen this before, so maybe... We'll pump the brakes, but, uh, you know, with the five fouls from Turner, uh, his defense was not as crisp as normal. Same with Thad. And I, I think the the back-to-back had some bearing on that. It's hard to really say, but tired legs always play a factor with this stuff. Offensively, uh, a lot of guys were good. Again, the whole starting five actually had a, had a least solid offense against the bench. was terrible, terrible, terrible. So bonus was four of eight shooting with four turnovers. Um, he was okay passing and rebounding. Not great, uh, but with the four, as many turnovers as made shots, it's like a disaster. Corey Joseph continues to just suck as an offensive player. Uh, he actually shot 50% in this game, but he had more turnovers than assists. He only had four points. It's just like, man, he's got to figure something out on that end because right now he, he's gone from a net positive player to a, a slightly net negative player if, if like at his best net neutral because the shots are just so bad and the offense has, has dropped so much. Uh, McDermott couldn't even take a three credit. I will credit the Magic Benches D for not even letting him get free. Like Terrence Ross chased him around. Wesley Wundu chased him around uh, pretty well. But I mean, you got to get McDermott in his role. Like him having 10 points on 10 shots is not good enough for him. It's just not, work, not worth it. And Tyreek Evans, again, seven points, two turnovers, no assists. Like uh, he was good for those three games. I was so excited. Um, and then this game, it just didn't happen. And then the, the, there were a few times in this game, twice actually, where he just like, very easily, you know, catches it and then dribbles right by a defender and then 
quick little move. He puts in a layup. It's like that looked so easy. Why is why is it so like oscillating possession to possession? Whether you're very effective or very ineffective, it's so frustrating to me because I feel like he should be better than he is. But it is what it is. I'm gonna refrain from talking more about him because it'll how good he is on a given night. It's just impossible to tell. Darren Collison was the best player for this Pacers team on offense. 24 points, nine assists. He was really good. Um, he got the ball moving fine. He was hitting his shots, and Dia Augustine could not really stay with him. But he was the only guy that I felt like was like so awesome. Uh, everybody else was just kind of play finishing. I guess Wes Matthews was pretty awesome too. Um, but it didn't matter because they couldn't stop the magic for shit. And <laughs> there's your game. It sucks to see two bad defensive games in a row from this team. You know, average giving up an average of whatever, like 118, 117 and a half. Um, in those two games is terrible for them because the third quarters for them have, have been the struggle with the offense recently, but this game, these two games was the defense. It's never been the defense in this run. So it's like, they can't put together a perfect game <laughs> anymore besides that Denver game. Um, yeah. Letting Aaron Gordon get as free as he was so many times. And I, I get that. Like, um, they're fine with him shooting the three the same way they were fine with Jeremy Grant shooting the three a few, a few nights ago in Oklahoma city. But like he made so many of them that, Eventually, the adjustment needs to be made to be out guarding that guy because he's killing you. They played okay, just not. In, they played okay the whole game except the fourth, and that's what makes it seem like a worse loss than it is. Like if the game flow had been flipped, which it wasn't, so you have you can only talk about what happened. But um, if the game flow was was flipped, it would not seem so bad to me. But I, I will give the Magic credit; they played a good game. Uh, they're looking like a good team. I I believe they're going to make the playoffs. Not because, like, I, th- I think they're still ninth. I don't have that in front of me, but I wanted to talk about it. But, uh, I mean, 18 of 26, like, holy moly, that's really good. Uh, they're a half game out of the playoffs right now. One game out of seventh, one and a half games out of sixth. I'm rooting for you, Orlando. And we can help you big time with these Pistons games coming up. Um, but, they're, yeah, they're just playing very good basketball, and I thought they did well in this game. I will give them a lot of credit for that. I think that... Somehow, their bench of, like, cobbled-together guys. Their bench in this game was Kem Birch, Terrence Ross, Michael Carter-Williams, and Wes Wundu, and they destroyed the Pacers bench. Like, what? <laughs> Those four guys should never destroy your bench. They're off-the-dribble guys, like, whatever of DJ Augustine and Evan Fournier happens to be. in it, it shouldn't work, but it did, and I was amazed that it did. So credit the Magic for playing better than I thought they would. Pacers deserve some blame for not being able to stop them because they're okay. Their offense should not be that good, so... Uh, tough one to swallow, especially because the Celtics lost to the Nets this night. So uh, that meant that the Pacers could have been back and forth. It, they did not end up that way. Either way, the, the Celtics loss means they still control their own destiny um, heading forward as the season goes on. Five games to go, and you control your own destiny for the number four overall seed and home court in your conference. That's crazy. Uh, the Celtics this week have the Heat, the Heat, and then the Pacers on that Friday game, which is the biggest game of the year for both teams, and they host Orlando on Sunday. Um, and the Pacers, on the other hand, have Detroit, Detroit, uh, the Boston game on Friday, the super important game, and then the Nets. So uh, if, if both teams split their home-and-homes because the, the Celtics and the Heat is a home-and-home, home, then they'll go into that game with the Pacers can win that game and be a game up with two to go. <laughs> That's about as good as you can set yourself up. Uh, you just got to root for the Heat. <laughs> the Heat are pushing hard for a playoff spot, so that's not hard to do. And then uh, the Nets and the Hawks, the Pacers can beat. But, I mean, the both the Nets are also pushing for a playoff spot. So no pushover games. They got to do well. They have nothing, There's nothing to say, but you got to do well. So it's going to be 
Interesting to see how that shakes out. This Magic game was not a helpful one, but let's stop talking about it. Let's move on and talk about that home and home with Detroit. Let's talk about the Pistons a little bit. So Detroit playing pretty freaking good since the All-Star break. Uh, also, big feud with the Pacers at the end of their last game, which is always scary with a Zaza team. Um, but, you know, that, I'm just being annoying. Uh, this one should be good. Detroit needs to win. They're real like like they're gonna make the playoffs. They're right there. Excuse me. Their second half of the season was fantastic. They deserve to make it. They're gonna finish with a winning record, which given how terrible their start of the season was, that's pretty impressive. And Andre Drummond is playing like a complete monster. So the the wild card in these games, to me, is Blake Griffin, because he's hurt. Uh I don't know if his sore knee is actually a sore knee or just like a we don't want Blake Griffin to be playing too much. Sorny, he missed their game uh, against Portland, and they won without him. So that I want to attest to you that that is how well the the Pistons are playing. They can win without Blake uh, right now. So uh, they, they they figured some stuff out. Blake might play, he might not, but Drummond is on fire uh, right now. He's up to seventeen point three points and fifteen point five rebounds per game. Absurd, 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 absurd. Hopefully, aggressive Turner shows up because they're going to need it with a guy like Drummond who just grabs every freaking rebound under the sun and Blake Griffin, who's going to make All-NBA this year, which is just incredible. Uh, Wayne Ellington starting to hit threes for them. 40% clip now in the year. Kennard hitting threes. Like Reggie Jackson's above league average on threes now. Like This team has finally found stuff that's working. Um, the trade deadline was good to them, too. They just It's all clicking. Uh, Glenn Robinson's giving them some quality minutes. Uh, they... they Shout out to G Rob. They're just they're just kind of good now, and I it sucks that they have to play them twice. They need to the more they win, the better, obviously. But you gotta win one. You absolutely have to win one, and the home one is the best chance. Uh, no back to back for the team. Pacers. For, I think this is the given the Pacers schedule. This might be the first time that they've slept at home in for oh, maybe before Denver. They had that three day gap between Golden State and Denver at home, but. Uh, the, they had a road game at Golden State, home game Denver, road at OKC. This is their first back-to-back home games um, since March 14th, so almost three weeks now. That could be helpful for them. They've been looking pretty exhausted, especially after that back-to-back. But it's a big game. Uh, you got to stop Blake if he plays. His offense is incredible. There's a reason he's averaging 25 points per game. He's an efficient scorer. He can beat you off the dribble. He can actually set up for his teammates. He deserves a lot of credit for for not transforming his game per se, but using his athleticism in a way that's more beneficial to the modern NBA to help out Detroit win games. Obviously, Dre is gonna dominate you on the glass. You just have to not let him, you know, get those easy putbacks, get get the points that he can get, and don't let his defense kill you. His defense is just okay because he can only do a great job around the basket. Try to suck him out as much as you can. I mean, I say this every time they play; it never really happens, but you gotta try and then win the bench minutes. <laughs> Saying it every game the rest of the season. Come on, Pacers. You got a better bench than this team. Maybe Corey Joseph not being good is why their bench has not been as good recently. Actually, that's exactly it because point guard play is so important. But, like, come on. Ish Smith, Langston Galloway, <laughs> Bruce Brown. He might actually start. Bruce Brown starts quite a bit for them. Uh, GR3, Zaza, Calderon. Like, that group should not be a group that kills you. And the fact that the Magic's bench did makes me trepid that I'm saying that. But I, you have to win those bench minutes because you can – you can go punch for punch with their starters. I, I've seen them do it, literally. So you got to win those bench minutes um, to win the game. I think it's that simple. 
Uh, I don't know if they will because they're really struggling. I mean, if Adam was here, we, we'd definitely have a segment on the team just like very much struggling in general. But we'll see how it goes. I think they're going to win one and lose one in this home and home. But we will see. They, they, uh, they need both. <laughs> they really need to go to that Boston game playing their best basketball. We'll have to see how it goes. I think they win tonight. Should be a good one. No fooling. I think they win tonight. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this edition of the Lockdown Pacers podcast. Tomorrow, just me again talking Detroit uh, and whatever else happens to happen in this game. We will see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. Adam might see you Wednesday. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you soon.